Casey. And you're listening to Side Hugs. Your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about a weird-ass family. This episode, we are discussing the Duggars in Asia. These were three episodes that aired in March of 2013. Different lifetime. Agree. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay. So to give you guys a sense of what we're going to be discussing this episode, we are going to go ahead and read the episode descriptions. So for the first episode, the Duggars head to Asia, beginning with a visit to Tokyo, Japan. After a traditional Japanese breakfast of soup, seaweed, and seafood, they do a little shopping and ride a rickshaw. Episode 2. After appearing as guests on a Japanese morning news program in Tokyo, the family makes their way by bullet train to Kyoto, where the girls try on kimonos and traditional makeup, while the boys pick up swords for a samurai lesson. And for the third episode, the family struggles to navigate Beijing China subway system and make it to Tiananmen Square. Jana and Jill use their midwifery training when a member of the television crew goes into labor. Completely forgot about that last part. We will definitely be discussing that in detail. We also dive into the issue with bidets, the Frank Sun conspiracy, early signs of some possible bad blood between two of the Duggar sisters, and finally we debate which Duggar deserves the title of most insufferable person abroad. Chrissy, do you want to take it away? All right. So in the first episode of these few, we have everybody packing at the big house. And the one thing that I actually miss from these episodes that I made a note of is all the little factoids. It was like a pop-up video. Do you remember when like they would have a little thing on the bottom of the screen that would explain like, in order to go on a trip for two weeks, the Duggars have to pack this many pairs of pants and these many pairs of shoes. And like, (laughs) I was very, um, I don't know. It was just a cute little thing that I obviously 19 kids accounting isn't here anymore, Mm -hmm. but it was, it kind of like made it interesting. It added something extra to it. Do you remember when they did that? Yeah, that's actually. Okay. I always thought they were like so annoying because they always like, (laughs) they would just, like yeah. give this astronomically huge number they were just the smallest factoids if you know if the duggars held hands it would take you know God. or they would stretch around this around the around globe the world. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you know if every family had 19 kids we could yeah. all hold hands around the globe and it's like yeah, yeah probably i mean the gimmick is like this is an insanely huge family right a fucking wasteful family like they use like so many paper plates and that's all tabulated someone's keeping count (laughs) well yeah like despite having a professional like restaurant kitchen they use all disposable dinnerware and all that oh yeah for sure i swear to god that industrial washer has never seen water like (laughs) nothing has ever gone through that um (laughs) which is quite a shame um I, I guess it doesn't really like matter for them. I do I do remember the word on the street being they got all of the kitchen stuff donated. I'm not do you remember I, old episodes where they would say that they would call businesses and ask for free stuff because they were a family of 19? No, I don't remember that. When they were building the house, they would call up businesses and say, would you guys be interested in donating something because we're a family of 19? Oh and didn't they, this could be wrong and this could just be in my imagination, but didn't like TLC pay for some of the house too? Is that, is that yeah, right? TLC yeah. Paid, 
like a hundred thousand dollars maybe to for them to complete the home <laughs> and then they built it themselves um, using all of their children for free labor so free labor yeah what it looked like was they they didn't have enough money to complete the home it was taking years and years and years for them to do it and i feel like tlc kind of just cut them a check and was like finish it up we need right. something to film it looks better yeah yeah exactly yeah. prosperity gospel man that's how you do it <laughs> So what were you saying about the factoids? Um, no, just that. that you love the factoids yeah, and I hate the factoids. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That like, I mean, obviously, I don't know, just like at this point in counting on, it would be stupid to have them. But there's just such like a formula like, okay, enga- courtship engagement, wedding baby. Okay, here's your next kid, courtship engagement, wedding baby. So I don't know, it was just like a little something extra that I forgot about, but then remembered that I actually enjoyed when I yeah. watched it. Yeah, I mean, that. It also goes that the tone is so different from Counting On. These episodes are like so silly, so playful in a way that Counting On literally can't be because it started with them crying in confessionals talking about Josh's Josh Lee Madison scandal. Right. Like Um, it started because they had to make their own show because of his idiocy yeah but they they never did regain that sense of playfulness and like silliness and i also don't think they can't it would be so awkward for them to go back right and and i guess like also so many of the kids are getting so much older anyway there's eventually there's only gonna be a handful of little kids to play off of that kind of tone anyway yes i do i just i fear the day because it's it's only truly five years away that we're gonna have you know the Spurgeon show, the Spurgeon, God. Mackenzie, oh, and Meredith, all the M kids, all, all the M kids, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be famous. Um, see, that's I feel like that's the thing. If they can keep the show going for five more years, they truly have an entire new, entirely yeah. new generation that they can just milk. Oh yeah, they could have another show. It'll be legitimate franchise. Like yeah, uh-huh. the question is can they keep it going for five years i do not think so they are the well is running dry yeah they're reaching as it is i agree so let's go back to the origins of this infamous uh duggars across asia trips it was originally planned for michelle as a like a surprise for her birthday i think it's important we should note the fashion in this episode oh god please do will never tire of harping upon this. It is just so fascinating to me how like off it is in every way. Like it, tr- it was a long time ago at this point. Yeah. So probably this was filmed in 2012, eight years ago at this point, yeah. almost a decade. So we can have a little bit of grace for them, but it's like not even clothes that were popular in 2012 for anyone. I don't even think fun, you know, among right. Fun, this is like what, you were supposed to wear there's a lot of lot of layering um which was yeah which was a thing but like not to the degree that they had it no um and it's it's they're not from you know how like and sometimes like in other countries like different fashions will hit at different times yeah yeah but it's like um there's no reason that they should have been dressing this way yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's no excuse among the things that are featured in this episode are like spaghetti strap lace tops over white t-shirts yeah so many khaki skirts I remember those those lace trim spaghetti strap shirts. Like yes, in yes. general, I do remember those. But it's like they still they they could pile on as many like so called trends as they want, but they 
were not trendy at this time at all. No. And it's, it's just so many clothes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look fun. Okay. So they arrive in Tokyo. Let's talk about the toilet situation. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's a lot of them. But um, specifically, I'm thinking of a talking head in which Anna is just sort of expressing just the utmost bewilderment at these Japanese toilets have so many buttons. Yes. And she's, she's, she's basically overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I might say. So yeah. terrified. Keep saying you really don't want to press the wrong button. You really don't want right. to press the wrong button. Which we can only assume. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day function. Yeah. People think like are terrified that anything could touch. Yeah. Their I, butthole. <laughs> like if their buttholes are too clean, they're just, they're defrauding. Like exactly. apparently. Yeah. Guys, is it ungodly to have a, a clean <laughs> asshole? <laughs> Do you uh. think that, yeah. Any of them used it? Do you feel like Josh used it? No, I don't want to know, actually. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If they figured out... No, no. No, no, they, they didn't. Let's just... they, they figured out how to use the traditional whatever, flush, whatever is closest to that, and that was that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I hope they're happy. <laughs> I hope they're happy. <laughs> I just, like try it you know try i know it, right? yeah there's nothing wrong like the, the, and the problem with the duggars is that and we see this all the time is that so many things aren't sexual but they make them that way or sexual oh, adjacent yeah 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 so it's like if you just focused on the fact that what this is for is okay like mm-hmm. you would enjoy how clean you feel yeah definitely yeah. also this is not a family that i would say is known like first and foremost for their cleanliness oh yeah um, there there is like an interesting pattern that people have observed with all of the girls like once they get married mm-hmm. their skin starts clearing up like almost immediately i have seen that and you know you could attribute it to the fact that they get married so young and so they're just like naturally yeah they're still but, going through right. like second phase of puberty but no that that makes sense that all of a sudden they're able to kind of focus on that focus on that fucking wash their sheets have their own towel yeah. not share it with truly 20 other people in a household yeah i mean in the in the big house like there isn't there aren't like a whole bunch of bathrooms i don't think right no i don't, I don't there's only like so. all the girls in one bedroom anyway and all the boys in another so yeah yeah, I, I'd be curious to know. They they claim to do laundry every day, but right. I really I would I'd be curious to know how often those sheets are really getting washed. Ladies and gentlemen, change your pillowcases. It'll change your life. Your skin will get better. There you go. There you go. These are the things I learned um, <laughs> as a grown up. As a grown up, yeah, <laughs> recovered acne sufferer. <laughs> um. All right. So they are in Japan, and Michelle is just super surprised and bewildered that everyone doesn't speak English. And I can understand, like, if you go, there's just some touristy places, you know, like, where you would see English, at least broken English often. But at this point, you know, you're in another country, you're Mm -hmm. all the way across the world. But also, I feel like at this point, the show, in the show, the family was such one big caricature of itself. Like, they knew what they were doing every time they said, ignorant shit like this i noticed that too they were really hamming it up for the cameras really leaning into this like clueless american Mm -hmm. persona 
but it's just like find a new joke you know I know. um I don't, this is obviously not the kind of show. I don't feel like production has a heavy hand in terms of what you need to do and say. I'm yeah. pretty sure this is like a, a character choice on their part that they were. Right. It'll be, wouldn't it be so funny if we uh-huh. thank somebody by saying gracias in Tokyo? Oh my God. Yeah. And 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 some Bob, someone like Jim Bob Duggar would just think that's the most hilarious thing ever. Yeah, no, you can definitely tell that's the sense of humor. I wonder if any of the kids actually find him funny. I noticed a lot of eye rolls from the uh-huh. girls. Yeah, um, I did see that. Or just, oh my God, my dad's so embarrassing. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, cool. Like, that's actually relatable, but Jim Bob is just, he's worse than just an embarrassing dad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Kind of surprised that they got away with that. Not, that yeah. I, of course, like, not that it's like horrible or bad thing, but just that they were yeah. allowed to. I know. Okay, also, here's one thing. Do you think that from this episode, did you notice any clear or maybe not so clear favoritism from Jim Bob towards any of his children? Um, I mean, I kind of saw it with, which isn't really surprising, so maybe I'm off, but the older girls, when he, I mean, we'll get into this, but when he took, who do you take, like, Jana and Jill to do the money conversion? I, I could I could see that. I mean, I mean, it wasn't Jill, like, always a favorite for, yeah. I mean, until, you know, she wasn't. Jill probably was a favorite, but I noticed a lot of, maybe it's not favoritism, but just a lot of, yeah, okay, it was favoritism from Jim Bob to, towards Jana. She also, okay. like, oh, really yeah. had the most responsibility. He'd, like, send her out into this district to go shopping with the little girls by herself and obviously she gets to like carry the money and she gets I don't know yeah I mean it's not surprising either because like we've seen like how much she runs that house like a third parent oh yeah for sure yeah okay so setting the scene the Duggars are treated to like this beautiful traditional Japanese private breakfast and the spread is impeccable um but in true Duggar fashion they're super like weary about trying different foods and once again they they like play it up big time mm-hmm. and the kids bring sneak very lunchable type snacks i think that's that that yeah. would be too much of a compliment to call them lunchable type okay. Okay. Are truly the snacks that you find in a dirty gas station on your way to, to like mount rushmore with your family it's like yeah they're like crackers the- but like yeah, it's like the the spreadable cheese, and you like dip the crackers. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but I will say, as annoying as it is, it's pretty relatable. I mean, I could see kids doing that, and you know what? It's good foresight on their part because they know what what they're gonna. They know how they're gonna feel about the different foods. So I mean, not that it's excusable, but they're at this. They're just kids, so like I can't excuse that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What is, like, a little bit more annoying is um, truly the adults, like, okay, and also the the kids, we should be clear about the fact that when we say, like, the kids, the oldest six of them are fully grown adults at this point. Maybe not, like, mentally, maybe not emotionally. Yeah. But I think everybody it older helps. than Joe is, they're all over 18 at this point. Okay, yeah. Right. So, yeah. um you can like fix your face, Ginger, if you're like at a oh, you know, know traditional Come Japanese on. breakfast and people are treating you. You can um just kind of have the wherewithal not to truly like look so disgusted you're gonna barf. Right. Like in a family that like 
prides itself on being so Christ-like and honestly, like, so seemingly perfect, they could really um, work on their manners. Yeah. Come on, how hard is it? Especially, like you said, for the older kids. The older kids who were adults like <laughs> yeah grown-ass adults grown-ass adults um even though they weren't treated as such it's actually interesting like i feel like the best behave at this the best behaved at the breakfast was um jordan i love it adorable yeah um, yeah she was probably like two or three but she was truly into it so into it stuffing her face eating everything the fish the rice the seaweed I feel like it's because she was young enough not to internalize yeah. the fact that, like, oh, my God, my parents think this is so weird. I should think this so is I, weird, too. Right. Like, I should mirror that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. This is what happens when you're, you know, kind of open and excited. And, like, you try and you like it. Like, she was still a pure dugger. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, pure dugger. Not a pure, like, a pure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is so not hard to judge because obviously it's a hobby of mine, but it's just interesting to think of like where to draw the line in terms of a whole, not holding the kids accountable, but at which point should they really be responsible for their own actions? Like, obviously this is right. like a bizarre, abnormal, like in so many ways, fucked up family in this weird little cult. So yeah, sometimes I, I do feel like taking it easy on kids for some reason, but Right. I don't know. I- yeah, I mean, to some degree, I mean, they they don't stand a chance. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, like how much can we really blame them? But you know, some of the older kids, like they they see things in the world. They you know they don't live at this point. They don't live their lives like worldly, as they say. Mm-hmm. But like they're still, you know, they they know what they're doing. They know what they're saying. They have to. They do, and they're also yeah. like they also are all responding like a little bit differently like one thing i noticed is like you can tr- you can tell that jill is trying really hard to to just like perform like open-mindedness and like mm-hmm. she wants to be cool and this was during this was kind of like during her whole like i want to be a missionary midwife phase so, yeah like, you could tell that she was really trying to like show how much she like appreciated worldly you know like Different other cultures. cultures of the world yeah. and, like, um and you know you're trying to be very respectful Right. And like, I mean, whatever it was, it, it seemed like pretty genuine yeah. um, on her part. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Ginger could have fixed her face. <laughs> <laughs> fixed uh, her face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK. That's also another thing that I noticed is we got some not a lot. We got a couple key moments of where you can see like the animosity between Jill and Ginger. Did you pick up on that at all? No, like you mean almost, I don't want to say like feuding, not competition. Like I kind of know what you're saying, but um, I didn't pick pick up on it. Explain. Okay. So we should talk about the geishas. Oh yeah, we will. So Duggar's got a Kyoto. Boys take samurai lessons. The girls uh, get dressed up as traditional Japanese geishas. And there is a whole hoopla over Lil Miss Ginger Duggar, who um, is, quote unquote, not so sure about the faces. Clear, She sees her sister get, like, sisters getting into full geisha garb. And part of that is, like, obviously they have to, like, they're, like, powdering their face completely white, putting on, you know, (laughs) 
interesting makeup that um is not sort of what a teenage girl in the u.s would sure kind of be into in 2012 as ginger says this, her face is absolutely streaked to the high heavens with bronzer like this girl oh, yeah, cannot like- get enough Oh, I know. I recently saw a picture from it looked around this time and like she mm. was with all of her siblings and she was so tan compared, yes, compared to everybody. And I can't remember if like this was a time where like that was a thing because I know it was at some point, but oh God, it's so noticeable. So no, I, and here's the thing. They all, I feel like all the older girls at this point were self tanning, but like Ginger was really self tanning. Yeah. Um. So f- whatever she she for whatever reason um is so like hesitant about doing this whole gauge thing. she literally looks like she's on the verge of tears as they're trying yeah. to convince her to like right enjoy it and get into geisha like geisha garb and and i don't know i don't get like what the fear is um she's obviously probably not afraid of offending anybody um so it's not that um like is she afraid to take off all that makeup and you know what i'm saying i i have i kind of have a theory about this so ginger's spoken a lot more recently about having like feeling pretty insecure as a teenager and having like pretty low self-esteem i feel like she's mentioned that on her podcast with her husband the hope we hold now or something i just think she felt so uncomfortable and there's a talking head where where michelle is asked to give her perspective on this and she said ginger is just embarrassed by everything and it's like very typical teenager who like like insecure and has like self-esteem stuff insecure about so much stuff yeah anything out of their comfort zone right like and then of course with this she has like cameras in her face so yeah yeah i mean i will give her that it's also like she also does strike me as an introvert it must be like so fucking annoying to have these cameras in your face at all times like right when you don't want them there when you're like not feeling like they've captured every like everyone's awkward phase oh yeah. um, oh god for sure it's all on camera and yeah and even if she did essentially grow up with it i mean it doesn't change the fact that you know she might have always felt you know uncomfortable yeah. being an introvert like you said yeah yeah but yeah that's why i just think she like i think she was just kind of like a slight you know a pretty insecure teen who didn't want to be made more insecure by making herself into something right. that she thought was like ugly and not pretty. Yeah, and then um, of course it's like made into, and then it's made like a million times worse because there's like a whole segment about it in the episode. Exactly. Focusing yeah. on that, yeah. But okay, so it's interesting how the different sisters try to engage her in the activities. Like Jessa is, you know, kind of like persistently like asking her to join, telling her it'll be fun. And then Jill is literally so flippant with her. Like, there's a point where she she tells her, like, this is, like, verbatim. Ginger, it's not that big of a deal. We all look lovely, and this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And lovely. Cut, <laughs> lovely, I, I, exactly. Lovely. Yeah, no, that was... Oh, I, I felt the barbs coming from, uh, from Jill towards Ginger at that moment. Right. She, she, like, just shot her, like, the most, like, kind of, like annoyed look i just kind of like get in line get in line but also i got the feeling that this is like a dynamic for them like jill does have a sort of like a reputation of being like 
at this point, like kind of like judgier and and being like very prissy and like a little more yeah, like uppity, like, uppity, yeah. And like I'm sure part of that comes with like being one of the golden children because she was, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just like I get the sense like that they were they were obviously not close. I don't know. I just feel like they didn't get along. I feel like this was like a typical yeah. thing with their dynamic. There's another like famous clip that goes around of them sometimes where do you know what I'm talking about? The big city clip. Oh, oh, um, is it where they're is it where they're talking to all the older girls about who they would want to be with or something? And mm-hmm. Ginger, yeah, Ginger mentions like wanting to go to a bigger city and Jill like says um jill reaches over with her like white woman arm like pats yeah. her on the knee and yeah. says or like god could have you marry a man in a rural place and that could be teaching you a lesson about contentedness and like inner happiness yep. um, and like ginger so quickly like retracts what she says mm-hmm. yeah god you forget like all this kind of stuff especially yeah, now so inter- it's like in a family this big of course like there have to be people who don't get along. There have to be yeah. people who like are obviously like closer with some people than other people. I mean, because because like yeah, they're siblings, but they're also like their only friends. And so you think of like in friendships, like there's definitely people you're way closer to, and like that's yeah, oh for sure. Oh, that's, I didn't think of it that way. That that's this literally is their high school click because they're high. Yeah, school. no school. It's like homeschool. Yeah. Um. Oh, Jessa also tells. There's a shot of like jessa talking to someone it doesn't we we can't see who she's talking to but she says having your face this white makes your teeth look really yellow (laughs) (laughs) true funny george fashion Um, of course like this is like jessa's idea of i don't know a joke is like telling someone that their makeup makes their teeth look yellow (laughs) oh yeah for sure (laughs) um Damn, she she does know how to read people. I'd be I'd be kind of like scared to uh <sighs> scared of her. She's scary. I know. Like in that way where you, she knows exactly the right thing to say. That was uh-huh. kind of like <laughs> And but like with enough of like plausible deniability. Exactly. Where, yeah, yeah. Because oh, <laughs> she no. says it with a smile and you can't really yeah. get mad. And so Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, what a what a backhanded <laughs> way to like God. smack you out of a compliment. <laughs> okay, I made another note. I what I wrote was here for slightly snarky Michelle because all right. So this is like kind of minor, but they are there's like a a little to do about the Japanese exchange rate, and Jim Bob is like so amazed that he got a few hundred dollars. Like he, he gave a few hundred dollars and got back so much more yen and Michelle has like zero fucks to give. She is like, so not into it. And he just keeps going on about it and he keeps calling it dollars and Michelle corrects him to yen. And, um, it's like so minor, but for them, it's, it's like, for me, I'm like, can she be like that more often, please? And like, I feel like we could, if we tried, like we could find moments like this and I'm like here for that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do think that like Jim Bob gets off on publicly embarrassing people. And I feel like Michelle is like so often the victim of that, that she kind of has to sometimes like rein it back in. Yeah, he, he does a lot. And you know what? Like I could never handle that. Like, no. And like, as much as he is like her headship or whatever is that's what they say. Like, yeah, 
she she's still like as like the female leader of this family like you know that she has plenty of pull oh for sure yeah yeah do you kind of buy like theories that she's the one secretly kind of like pulling all the strings behind the scene like i said like she, she in terms of like a traditional like duggar marriage she definitely has more control than like probably her daughter's doing theirs Oh, interesting. I see that too. Yeah. I mean, maybe not, maybe not like Jessa and Ben because she's clearly like <laughs> the leader there, but yeah. 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 So after, so, or after or while the girls are doing the geisha makeup, we have uh, Shogun Jimbab um, with the boys doing their samurai show. Mm-hmm. It was very, it's very cringy. Do you want to kind of get into this one? They dress the boys up in like kimonos. And um, there was a part, there was like an interview later with, um, I think it was, they're interviewing Jeremiah and they're asking him about like, hey, Jeremiah, like what was it like wearing a kimono? And this boy is fighting tooth and nail to convince us that it was not a kimono. He's like, I'd never wear a kimono. I don't know what they put us in, but it wasn't a kimono. And then the editors being snarky cut directly to like one of the samurai like sword instructors telling him like, yeah, you guys are all wearing kimonos. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, if if they're in kimonos, you know, that's they're not men then, of course. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Actually... They all wear it well. And it looks like they're having a like a genuinely good time. It just seems like silly yeah, fun. Like they're, into they're, all, it. they're definitely into it. There is a part where so they do their little training and there is afterward a voiceover where <laughs> they compare Jim Bob to a feudal shogun. Which yeah. okay, it's interesting like reading the text of what what they were saying. Like it's not they weren't that far off in terms of like Jim Bob being like this feudal lord in northwest Arkansas over <laughs> all these I mean, girls and gals. That's true. I had a group of lovely maidens. They said that, and he certainly does. They're still all beholden to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little, like, scene itself, um, I don't know, it's like one of those, it was, you know, super, um, oh, what's the word? I don't know, but it was, like, really cringy. They did, like, a whole little scene it's like one of those things that you watch like your hands you get second it's like serious secondhand embarrassment no definitely <laughs> okay so a couple things about the china episode um they go to Tiananmen square and they have their cameraman frank sun teach the duggars how to you know say like basic greetings in mandarin chinese he explains that he's from china he moved to the united states and obviously he's fluent in chinese we're going to talk a little bit about Frank's son. What an interesting fellow. So let's yeah. go Let's go into this Frank's son and Janet rumor. Frank's son was a cameraman for TLC. He quit uh, or he exited from the show around this time or a couple years later. All we know is he's, no, he's obviously no longer associated with the show. He's hot. We should put that uh-huh. out there. Tall, full head of curly hair. Great smile. <laughs> There was a rumor going around that his exit from the show was connected to Jana in some way, yeah. like him having it, like not inappropriate feelings for Jana, but being forced out. So, like the conspiracy theory is that he was forced out because they had a this forbidden love 
that yeah, ultimately and- resulted in his exit from the show. Um, I know people have also have said like part of the like conspiracy around it stems from on his like private, not private, um, his like photography Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. He had like a, a very specific photo of of her, Jana specifically like in her geisha yes. um, makeup and dress. Yeah, and so interesting that you know could have photographed any of the Duggar girls, and he photographed Miss mm-hmm. Jana and had it like as one of the featured photos on his website for like years um, on his like professional photography website. Right. I will say she does look like so gorgeous in this photo. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and they, I think they would make a really cute couple. Oh, sad. I know. I know. I also read on Reddit. So obviously it's very like tinfoil because there's, you know, nothing to tell us like if it's true or not, but like, you know, she had to, um, she went to Journey to the Heart a couple times, which okay. is like, it's like Reform an all-girl. School? Yeah, pretty much. Reform like, they go there. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. They go there to basically be fixed when they're, you know, they have too much of a personality or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that they're stepping out of line, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people theorize that they sent her somebody said they sent her there to fix her quote unquote willfulness and they wondered if it had anything to do with frank's son which i mean we don't know but there's just like adds to the it adds like yeah the plot thickens honestly if this was true it'd just be like a fucking adorable love no not okay it'd be like a tragic and sad love story but it makes me so sad because like if it was true then it was like oh she had like a chance to like have something with a normal person and they like like nip that shit it looks also like he's not only normal he's like okay so i did stalk his instagram and he's like kind of like a new york art world photographer now he's obviously killing it he's doing things he seems like you know involved in like fashion and like involved in all sorts of stuff so in an in an alternate in an alternate universe, he would have whisked Jana away to New York City. Much to oh, Ginger's God. sheer jealousy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Livid with envy. Just absolutely torn apart that Jana gets to live in New York and date a fucking, like, you know, real photographer. Not, yeah. not a, like, a, an iPhone photographer. I know. Like, I love this. I love this. Um, this just fake life we've made. Yeah. Here. Even if it's not true, <laughs> I'm going to believe that it is because I think it's, I like, know. cute. <laughs> I know, for sure. And it could be. And honestly, we don't know. I know. Could be true. I think it's like this family like tries so hard to present such a like a blank slate and be so entirely unobjectionable that they just offer themselves up for oh, all yeah. of this. It, like conjecture. Exactly. Yeah. Like we uh, we basically have fault. No <laughs> yeah, we have no choice. We yeah. have no choice but to um, <laughs> write fanfic about um Jana and Frank's son. I also saw a comment that that was like that name has a certain ring to it, Jana Sun. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. She sounds like a, the protagonist of like a Hallmark movie. You know, she's like I a baker. Jana Sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Duggars are in China, and as an anniversary present, Anna takes a pregnancy test and gets a negative result. Anna is like super absolutely devastated. Crestfallen, like really like trying hard to hold it together. Like you can tell she's really like 
devastated that she didn't get a positive pregnancy test. And like, and, and you know, like we've said before, this is just her, like her whole purpose in this family and as a fundy is just having babies. And when she can't, it's like feels like a failure to her. Yeah, for sure. We can we can definitely tell there's something like internal that's happening that's like pretty emotionally devastating. Like it seems like definitely bigger than like, you know, oh, she just thought she was pregnant and right and wasn't. So in 2019, she she later revealed that she'd had a miscarriage in 2010. So this was in between Mackenzie and Michael. So at this point she'd had a miscarriage, then she was pregnant with Michael and so it could be that like just fear about that and like having trouble getting pregnant again, like can be right, just like, hard and difficult. And I feel like doing it all on camera is so like emotionally overwhelming. Like I could never. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It just, it makes it so much worse. And, and like for, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure like with the, her past miscarriage and just like the, the mindset of needing to just have babies as often as she can almost like Michelle, it's just like, it all, it's, it all piles together and it just makes it, it makes a simple negative pregnancy test, like so much more impactful. Absolutely. Yeah. And then kind of like, in a not a strange twist of fate. Cause this was definitely like planned way far in advance. And, you know, it was on the itinerary that they were scheduled to go to a Chinese orphanage later in that same visit. Which, like, fucking sucks for Anna, really, like, rubbing salt in an open wound. This girl yeah. is, like, cuddling orphans and crying. Yeah, and she, like... Her own pregnancy. Uh, right. And, like, her um, and Jessa and Jill and Michelle, like, they all just, like, so genuinely, like, care. And they're just so, like, into this. And seeing Anna tearing up at this, at, like, after the negative pregnancy test, like, through everything. And it's just, I... I literally made a note that said she is too good for the Josh Duggars of the world because like in this moment, in this episode, no God, poor Anna. Yeah, no, I really like, I feel for her. I also don't feel like she was in a position to say like, no, I don't want to go just like like, her role in the family and, you know, having to, to go along with all these, you know, having to like, adhere to the filming schedule right yeah kind of go along with like it's, whatever jim right, it's not just Josh have yeah it's not just like a family vacation they're also have to be all all present for the for the filming yeah yeah exactly but um hopefully uh what i wish for her <laughs> is that it, in in a different life that she'd be able to say hey ashley no don't want to go i think i'm gonna stay here like i'm gonna sit this one out I'm gonna yeah. watch some. I'm gonna watch some Netflix. That'd be that'd be good. At that's, the hotel, that's what I'd yeah, want for, her, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I yeah. I definitely see that. Also, these episodes did endear me to Anna um, a little bit, not a lot, but um, right. yeah. we we saw her. The, the appro- it endeared you the appropriate amount. Yeah, the appropriate yeah. amount to um, to a Duggar to a Duggar, fully a Duggar. Um, but we like there was a part where. Um, the Duggars were doing a scavenger hunt in Tokyo for like ingredients to make sushi. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, Josh and Anna were on separate teams. And I feel like that has something to do with it. Like seeing jo- the way that Anna behaves when Josh is not around is like, right. And also in this game, it was like silly and it was fun and they were being super competitive, but like Anna just like came alive, was like taking charge, was kind of directing the kids to do different things. She was hag- haggling. She was like talking to the fishmongers and trying to communicate in, like limited Japanese. And like, you can tell she was like having a really good time. She was allowed to have like an actual personality that didn't involve being subservient to her husband yeah yeah yeah. exactly Mm -hmm. also okay it does boggle my mind that anna is maybe like 23 24 in this Mm -hmm. and three years ago she had like never left her like you know place in central florida and like you know she she was like living with her parents in a trailer three years ago and now she gets to go on this like crazy like trap across asia paper by tlc Mm -hmm. her life changed so much in such a short period of time so Um, dramatically yeah so dramatically and it's just so interesting to think about where she came from even just like a couple years before oh i know this point in her life totally different she truly, it was, it's really is like a fundy Cinderella tale. She did get swept away and she got wrapped up into this life that for a while, not that they were ever living luxuriously, but they got to do insane cool shit, you know? And like, oh, sure. Yeah. And, and I feel like, like to a lot of the fundies, like the Duggars are not like royalty. <laughs> they but. are fundy royalty. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So for her to marry into that, you know, that's a big deal. For sure. And so, yeah. yeah. Fish out Definitely. of water. So at the end, do you want to get into that? We're talking about the producers having their baby. Yeah. Yeah. The Duggars are in China. Emergency happens. All of a sudden, they get news that um, one of their producers has, who is, I guess, eight months pregnant at this point, her like water breaks. Like she fully goes into labor. She's rushed to a Chinese hospital with of all people, Jill Duggar, who is seriously unqualified for this job, like could not be, uh, it, I mean, it's clear this, this girl is like 20, completely untrained in midwifery, but like, you can tell she like, likes to think that, I mean, okay, obviously it was good to have someone there to like provide yeah, I mean, like, emotional support, but she is giving yeah. conflicting information. Maybe her intentions are good, but right. Yeah, this is not the time or the place, Jill, so stop. There's a point where, like, the, the doctors are telling her not to push, and Jill, I think, is telling her to push, and it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, okay. I know that you're in a different country, and I know that you're being treated by doctors who speak in a language that you do not speak, but I would listen to them. <laughs> you know, I'm sure right, it's like exactly. done this hundreds and hundreds of times. Like, I would listen to them, but um, just, like, how disorienting would it be to, like, give birth in a foreign country where you don't know the language like i've um i've seen it on um 90 day fiance i don't know if you watch that i've seen it on there a couple times and it see it's if you don't speak the language it's yeah it's like traumatizing it's, traumatizing. it's scary enough to have a baby without like and yeah obviously this baby came early and um the dad producer scott so the father of the child and okay also like the husband i guess at this point um is also a producer on the show and he is not allowed into the delivery room but i think he pushes his way through anyways and i think their baby has to go to the nicu for like three days Mm -hmm. which is also so again so scary in in like average circumstances so to be in a foreign country and have that 
oh my god i know like yeah I was watching this and I was like, okay, this is the real story. I don't like I don't really care about them <laughs> yeah. going on a scavenger hunt for sushi ingredients in like a Tokyo fish market. Your producers gave birth in China and like it was unplanned. They're obviously like, that's a movie in and of itself. <laughs> oh, I know. That's the, like the juiciness. Yeah, um, for sure. And I feel like I should know about this because I'm like a mom, but if she was that far along, like I can't believe she was allowed to just do international Why? travel like that. I feel like I've heard this and I feel like I'm probably wrong and I will be told I'm wrong. But um, the I thought like if you could get like a note or something from your doctor, then it's like oh, they didn't, oh my airline, God. airlines will let you fly. But like, I don't know. That's so late into the pregnancy. I know. It also sounds like um, maybe not not a high enough standard of I know. You're good to fly because you got to know, you know, I know. Like, maybe be a little bit more like, uh, yeah, but also it's like, how are you really going to enforce it? Okay. It is. I would not fly to China like for work of all things. I know. Get out of um, here. Eight months pregnant for fun. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not here to judge, but for work, like girl, take a break. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like you've earned it. Come on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, but the kids are super sweet. I think they like made cards and stuff for the producer her name's courtney and then uh toward the end they they get the they're able to leave the hospital and yeah and courtney is uh, i i don't know how long they it had what it had been like a week or something and they bring the baby to meet the duggars yeah yeah okay so courtney's just like up and totally normal which uh, could never like I said nope 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 that's what a trooper man like she must have learned something from watching all those Duggar births from yeah like yeah <laughs> how to get up yeah yeah um, did a I did a medium dive okay all right so the two producers Scott and Courtney they had been with the Duggars for years up until this point um so then I was like where are they now? Are they still producers on the show? Um, so up until 2019, Scott was still a director for Counting On and Courtney was still a courting producer, um, which is what she did for 19 Kids and Counting. So I'm guessing that they are still close to the Duggars. Um, but I couldn't find anything really juicy, unfortunately. But oh I thought my that, was- God, that is wild, though, because like I think that they said in the episode that they met on the job, like doing this job. OK, Yeah. And so, and then I think I saw they had like another kid, an additional kid. Um, Do you know which international Duggar trip that the second kid was born on? I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like it's just going to be so crazy to have your entire like love story and like the birth of your first child wrapped up in this like family that you sort of work for. Wild. Um, Well, yeah. And like, I, I... I don't think they're like fundies or anything like that, but it did make me wonder, like they're so close to the Duggars, like, and I couldn't find anything. So this is just me wondering out loud, but like, if they are, if they have some kind of like strong, you know, religious convictions or something, because I did, I did hear like a while ago or whatever that um, Jim Bob and Michelle want like Christians or you know, similar religious people like to be around them um, on the show. So I just, I don't know. I just wondered that about uh, Courtney and Scott too. Interesting. They didn't seem fundy to me. No, no. She she Um, was like, she was friggin' like 
up and walking like so soon after having that baby, which no, can never. No. Okay. So some questions for you. Who did you find the most insufferable? All right. (laughs) I think we kind of agree that it was Ginger. Oh, interesting. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. But no, if, yeah, these are these two do take the cake. Like it's it's one or the other. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Jim Bob is so like annoying and offensive, and then she was just super annoying. Super annoying. They were both yeah. annoying. Yeah. Okay. Who who do you think came across the best this episode? Came across the best. Oh goodness me. Um, you could go first with this one. Okay, I think Anna, Anna Duggar. Anna, because she, but she's, but she's also my like who I was the most endeared to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Surprisingly. Yeah, Anna. Anna yeah. did come across like very well in these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Snarkiest moment was Jill and Ginger. Their little spat over the little back and forth. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I liked my little Michelle moment that I'm yeah. like holding dear to my heart. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Because I evidence like that there's a backbone there. Yeah, but like you said though, I like seeing the the little moments of like between the siblings that's just not that's not all keeping sweet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay. So that sums up the Duggars in Asia. Any more thoughts? Um no, I think we covered every cringy, uncomfortable moment. Absolutely. All right, snark on, Mother Duggers. <laughs> <laughs>